be it resolved. Oh, welcome to Be It Resolved, your weekly debate podcast. We choose interesting topics, sometimes serious ones and other times not, and go at them with enthusiasm from opposing sides. You'll be informed, you'll be entertained. Today's topic is Be It Resolved That History Is A Lie. My name is Andrew Oates, and the debaters today are Sarab Sandhu, Mario Kariakidis, Al Brown, and Andrew Wood. Welcome to all of you and to our viewers. Before we, we begin, a few words about our debate, debate format. Each debater will be given two minutes to present his constructive arguments, after which I will join in with them for an open 10-minute round robin. The debate will conclude with a one-minute summary from each of the participants, after which I will offer my comments and declare a, a winner for today. A remain, reminder that the views about to be expressed are for the purpose of winning the debate only and do not necessarily represent personal opinions. The resolution once again is, be it resolved that history is a lie. Arguing for this will be Andrew Wood and Sarab Sandhu, and arguing against it will be Al Brown and Mario Kariakidis. Let's begin our debate with Andrew Wood. You have two minutes starting now. Well, thank you very much, uh, Andrew and, um, and uh, fellow debaters, uh, welcome. Uh, we were doing a little bit of um, uh, search online for the meaning of it, and it comes from a Greek word, history, historia. Apparently, it means a story, a narrative. And in the um, French, as a matter of fact, histoire, it's exactly the same thing. It's, you know what? History is a story. Now, we're not going to argue that all of the stories are deliberate lies, but we are going to argue that history, as understood by most people, um, is based on prejudice. Uh, partial truths, um, misunderstandings, um, half-truths, and sometimes, yes, indeed, outright lies. I'm going to give uh, two examples for this. Uh, we're all Canadian here. Uh, we live in uh, the Toronto area. And in the past few years, Canada has had a searing debate. And we have come to understand that the Canada we thought we grew up in is not at all the true story. We have learned to our surprise, certainly, and to our horror very often, that um, the way we have treated our Aboriginal peoples, in fact, bears no relation to the story that we were told through the many, many decades of since the founding of Canada. Uh, we committed nothing less than cultural genocide against those people. And as we speak here, doing this debate, within the past week, 215 skeletons have been found of young children 
And so the history we knew is a lie. Thank you, Andrew. Now to for his response to Al Brown. Thank you, Mayor, Mr. Moderator. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to say that history is a lie implies some sort of deliberate act of this, this deception. That there would be uh, that people would simply go out of their way to lie to us. Well, this is, I think, a fallacy. The best you can say about history is that it is incomplete. It is often written by people, by individuals, and it has over the century, over the millennia, written by specialists who have not necessarily had firsthand experience on what's going on, who have often had to rely on the information they've got from others. In many cases, this information has been given to them for word of mouth and maybe even second or third hand. There's a lot of this happens because in the past there was not, we don't, we, we don't have the system, we didn't have the systems we have today for recording just about everything, to make sure that we know everything that goes on. And if we really wanted to have a complete history, well nowadays we'd have to have the, the, the physical records of the lives of seven billion people because we're all part of history one way or the other. And even in the la in hundreds of years ago, there were hundreds of millions of us whose stories were never told. The stuff that was normally told was the stuff that was important. My colleague has indicated that the stuff on the residential schools was not recorded. Well, at the time, a different age, it didn't, uh, there were more important issues to be brought to the fore, things like World War One, World War Two, and a lot of other elements that we don't think about today because the other aspect about history is it tends to get forgotten. Thank you, Al. Now to uh, Sarab Sandhu for your two minutes, starting now. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Moderator and all our opponents and all the listeners. Now, as explained by Mr my compatriot that history is nothing but a story of some kind written long time ago now i just want to ask one question to get the that the history is a lie as we said we're not saying it's a complete lie but if you ask for a narrative of what happened during a war you ask the allies have a history book which have written and they have the other people who have written the history book they should be the same if it's the truth but it all depends on at that person who's writing. It's like a blog post. They wrote a blog post, and that's what is being purveyed to us. And we are listening, reading that, and absorbing and imagining what happened at that time. We learn from that what not, what to do and what not to do. So in that respect, it could be the correct thing, but we don't know. And especially if there are two opposing thought processes, which is the true one, and this is just storing the information and uh, and another thing is history is in, uh, with the respect we omit something at that time and we had want the information now as, as in the case of the 215 kids i mean at that time that was the best decision they made during the government they were helping out and that's what they did we don't know how that happened but that happened and at that time that was the right thing to do and now we're finding it's the wrong thing to do and that, that, that's what the equation is. 
So history is by omission is not the truth. And if you have the truth, it depends who's telling you. And it is definitely uh, as a student of history, you learn what is happening in, the, in that portion of the time. I'm talking going to Vedas and all that's a story also. The entire story is telling you what happened and what didn't happen. Thank you. Thank you, Sarab. And now to Mario Karyakidis for two minutes, please, Mario. Thank you very much, Mr. Moderator. History uh, is a lie. That uh, statement, as my colleague Andrew, um, uh, Al Brown stated, uh, denotes that there is some kind of a conspiracy. And uh, the fact is that uh, the history, as our, uh, as you have heard, and you're going to hear further on, history is something that gets slowly created because it's a forensic science in a way. It's a science and an art combined together, where people are looking at historical information and also archaeological things, and they're putting things together to try to understand what happened. And these little pieces, when they are coming together and being Greek, I know very much about archaeology. You can't uh, lift a stone in Greece without finding some kind of uh, history in archaeology. And Greeks were trying to understand their, their past thousands of years ago. And I'll give you an example. Uh, Troy, for example, under Homerian, it was considered a myth. And it never existed. But guess what? Heinrich Schliemann uh, in the early 19th century figured it out that it is actually true. And he found the site. So to say that history is a lie would then take away a lot of the actual facts that are part of it. There is other things there that we can talk about as well. Um, yes, can things be skewed? by people? Yeah, but that doesn't say that it's a lie. It means that it has been skewed for, and then it's up to the job of people to be able to correct their record. Um, and it's, and it's, it's all encompassing. And I love how our, 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 our opponents try to massage the term a little bit, but it's either a lie or it isn't. And we think it isn't. We believe it is. Thank you, Mario. Now it's time for the round robin portion of our debate. I'd like to ask a question to uh, anyone who has an opinion on this. Is there a difference between history and propaganda? Okay, well, I'm, I wanna get started if you don't mind, because I am not going to accept being put in the box that our opponents are trying to put us in. We do not need to um, suggest that there's a conspiracy that there is an active plot to lie. That's not our point. Our point is that the history we think we know is riddled with untruths and half-truths. It just, it's, it is not reliable. And if something is untrue, the shorthand way of declaring it so is to use the word lie. That is what we're saying. And uh, also now propaganda. I disagree with my esteemed colleague, Andrew, as I've said, History is not a lie, it is just incomplete. There are a myriad of stories to be told on any event in the past. And the problem is that uh, we don't, they are not told. They're, they're not told because nobody writes about them. Uh, very few people in the past actually recorded their, their uh, 
their activities, say when they were in, in war fighting or doing the, uh, living their lives or whatever. And the thing is, what comes to us is a select view of the past. We cannot look at it as lies. We can it's only look unreliable. at it as unreliable. Well, what is reliable though? What is reliable though? And, and since they're, they're hammering on us, Al, let me, let me say this. Carbon-14 is a product of science that uh, attempts to, to carbon date certain events, certain objects, certain bones, people, and, and whatever else that carbon-14 can do to, and has set historical records that are indisputable. Well, we don't dispute them. We don't dispute those at all. What so how can it be a lie then? It's the interpretation and the understanding that we have of the events of a, not necessarily even of the ancient past. Carbon-14, well, we accept the science. And, and it's amazing that they found Troy. There, there's no dispute there. But the, the, the dispute is where um, the, the way we live our lives, and um, the world we think we live in is very, very, very much shaded toward this, the, the point of view and the uh, stories that the people who have been in power, who the victors, uh, want us to believe. And simply what we believe is partial, incomplete, skewed, biased, untrue, therefore a lie. Um, yeah. I would like to speak about uh, Andrew Oates' uh, question about propaganda. Propaganda is not history. It's political uh, lies. It, you can't equate that at all to, to history because it is all intended to invoke certain things. I recall seeing some pictures created by the British during the First World War, and they would uh, the British would superimpose pictures of babies on the bayonets of German soldiers. Well, that's propaganda, but that's not history. Propaganda is intended and is disseminated as a, a version of history. And no, that's the not. reason of it. Yeah, it is. Absolutely it is. Of course it is. Now, but we recognize... Yeah, go on. You know, well, well, we recognize that the people who put out the propaganda have ulterior motives, but ulterior motives are not. You don't need to have those ulterior motives to be creating a version of the past that is heavily skewed and which bears little relation to what has actually happened. You see, I, I want to uh, button here. The fact that history is a lie is a statement. And now we are expecting it to be like you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. You know, there is no uh, uh, sort of difference in the thing there's a clear-cut thing we cannot get that in history we we get that we partially with this it's not clear-cut and talking to the propaganda does become history because that becomes how do we are talking about because it's historical right you're talking about the, the, the history only that uh, the propaganda became history and this is what happens most history books have this they I read a book from Ranjit Singh's court. He was saying what exactly happened in the court. And today this guy came, that guy came, and it's all historically recorded. Whether that's supposed to be the closest to the truth, because there's somebody else who's doing a blog post, a proper, uh, like what we're doing now, a podcast. It was a podcast on paper, right? And they wrote it, and that was published, and later on we're reading it, and we are, you can imagine what is happening there. 
But is it the truth? Yes, it is. But most of the things were made what propaganda came out and it, it was it went into the after the war, it went into the history books. And this is what the final result was. And that's what's happening. Most of the religious books the, uh, of the Vedas are stories. And that is one man's idea. You, you, you accept it as a truth. That's your belief system. But is it the truth? The, uh, the kind of history you're talking about, Sarab, with the court records, for example, it tells some very uh, indisputable facts, but nobody explains who, why those people were brought to court, who brought them there, on whose orders, and what the context in the civilization was. So I'd like to ask, kind of open the question a little broader and ask people, what is the value of uh, national myths? Wow, that's a big one. You know, uh, it has often been said that the Bible story about uh, Moses was, a, and also Genesis for the Jews, were both creational stories. They may not have happened, but they gave a basis for the existence of uh, the Jewish people. Similarly, the myth of uh, the American Revolution gives a basis for the meaning of the American uh, state. Uh, is there truth in both of those? Well, there's probably some. Well, when you're going back to something like Genesis, it's more metaphorical, really. There, uh, it's hard to uh, put to stick time limits to to creation. Well, I like to. I like stuff to like this. Yeah. There's always a, a a kernel of truth in some of these stories. Let me weigh in on the on the national myth question because I think national myths are very very important, but they're also very very dangerous because they give you a view of the um, story of, of the nation that is skewed by definition. And the Canada that I actually live in, now that I um, have more information, now that we all have more information, is not the country that I thought it was when I was growing up, that we all did. And that is where we're saying it's a lie. Not that it was deliberately framed that way, not that there's a committee of people trying to hide the truth, but that the version of the truth we're given, the history that we're given, is such a small part of the real story that ultimately, in some, it has to be characterized as untrue. So what you're saying is that uh, we should just throw the baby out with the dirty bath water, right? Because after all, I mean, if, if we have one dark chapter, which is a significant dark chapter, don't take me wrong, I am totally horrified by what we're hearing. But does that mean that the rest of Canada's history no. is... Because is something is, that is worthless? I mean, are no, we that kind of a people? We are not arguing that the Canada story is worthless. It has worth. What we are arguing that the understandings that we thought we had are not based right. on, so the, on the entire if somebody, reality. Andrew, if somebody looks back and looks at us right now, a uh, hundred years from now, and they see the correction that is trying to happen, isn't that a good chapter in our history? Shouldn't that be valued? Or are we going to say, well, because Canada had 100 years ago a very bad chapter? We agree. Uh, we agree Andrew, there. Why not? Andrew, it seems to me that, Andrew, it seems to me that your understanding of Canadian histories is fairly limited compared to mine. Because oh, I know a lot of stuff what you're talking about. 
and I don't see uh, a disconnect. What I see is a, a microcosm, a problem that existed long before now coming to light and being exposed to the light of day and demanding demanding a resolution. But I don't see that none of that was to my way uh, hidden. It was just forgotten. Again, no, no. It was just forgotten. Again. Well, I, let me finish this point, Andrew. Um, it, it, again, we're not saying there was a conspiracy. It's not necessary to have been a conspiracy. But the point of view that was espoused and that was passed down to us was so limited in scope and so skewed towards the interest of one of the parties involved that ultimately, in its entirety, it is unreliable. It needs to be rewritten. And it's a good thing that we're um, finding out things and rewriting, which is what we have to do. But we do have to realize that ultimately um, our assumptions about uh, history and and what we think have to be tested at all times, because the safe assumption is that um, it's um, a shadow of the truth. That's just about our 10 minutes. Uh, Sarab, have you got something? Yeah, I I just want to say that you had the Noah's story, Noah's Ark. Was it actually history or was it uh, a lie? Um, now, the the, there is evidence of the flood. Good. That's good. Because I did a lot of research on that to make out whether it's a lie or not. They have the same story in the Vedas, in the Hindu mythology, where the God told them, we have a ship for you, take two people of every species and we'll, uh, because there's going to be a flood coming. He was told. And so was Noah. And, and the Sumerians also have a story about the Anunnaki how the flood came there also. So this story has been in three different uh, continents and three different religions. All right, and it's leading to one. You have to save the rest for your one minute closing. We'll start with the one minute uh, summations. Now with uh, Mario Karyakidis, please. Has there been history that has been forgotten? Yes. Has there been history that has been misinterpreted? Yes. Have there been historical facts that have been changed from generation to generation and from culture to culture? Yes, they have found, uh, to Sarab's point, they have found fossils, uh, sea fossils on Mount Ararat, where it is uh, supposed that the the, uh, uh, Noah's Ark was uh, finally uh, sat on when the floodwaters went down. So there is something there that can substantiate that. But after all, and as Andrew Wood very... uh, you know, artfully said, history has to be tested. And it goes back to my argument that history is part science. And you have to use scientific uh, hypotheses and understanding in reverse order, as opposed to science moving forward in order to determine this. Napoleon Bonaparte said history is a set of lies argued that are agreed upon. If they want to base themselves on that, fair enough, we don't. Thank you. And now for your one minute summation, Sarab, please. Uh, Mr. Moderator, now regarding the, uh, the story about the Noah's Ark, I want to continue with that because the Persian Gulf, as we know it now, it's full of water, the Persian Gulf from the coins and you go, you have Iran there and you have uh, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. That was, that used to be 
uh, uh, a field that used to be land. When the, when, the, when the sea rose 500 feet, 700 feet, this all became water because the water in that bay of uh, uh, this, uh, in, the, in the Persian Gulf is no more than 600 feet. The deepest part of the thing is no more than 600 feet. So that means suddenly one day when the flood came, 500 feet became an ocean. And that's where uh, uh, the, the ship, which was floating around at that time, went on, Mara, on Mount Ararat. And then, of course, the water came down. So history is exactly, I agree with this thing that it is a lie. Thank you, Sarab. That's okay. your one minute. Sorry to cut you off. But it's uh, Al Brown is champing at the bit to get started with his one minute. Al. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Moderator. Ladies and gentlemen, when I went to public school and high school, I learned a lot about Canadian and European history. But since then, I've read a lot more and I've confound that, you know, there is so much history in this world that we don't get. At any one time, all we get is a very small picture because that's all people can give to us. We can't spend our entire lives like some uh, academics studying every aspect of history. We have to put our own mind to it. And if we're not careful, we'll forget what we've learned too. So calling history a lie is, basically a cop-out. When you say history is a lie, it means that you haven't been, been uh, diligent enough to find out really what was going on in the past, to study it in detail and discover what, was, what, what really mattered. And a lot of things have been forgotten, important things too. Thank I'm you, Al. And, and now to wrap things up, back to you, Andrew Wood. Okay, Mr. Moderator. Well, thank you. And uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure I appreciate um, um, Al's previous statement there about uh, being lazy and the way he characterized our argument. That is not at all what we're arguing. What we are arguing is that history as understood by the commonality, uh, and by all of us really, is as you say, a partial window. But you know what? It, and yes, I mean, people are lazy, but we accept that as an accurate picture of what really happened. And people do not generally take the time or make the effort to understand that there is many, many different facets to anything that happened in history. And that is what uh, the basis of our argument is. The history that you think you know, the history that you were taught in the books, the history that you learned as a school child, all of that is a mirror of the reality, a little part of the reality. Ultimately, it's not the truth. Thank you, Andrew. And now, according to the agenda, uh, agenda it's uh, up to the moderator to make a decision about who had the most powerful arguments here. And I think it's worthwhile to go back to the very beginning when we all agreed that history comes from the word story. And people make up stories for various reasons, to explain things they can't explain, to justify their conquest of other people, to uh, validate their existence in the world. And there are scientific uh, facts in history. Scientific means when you get new information, you go back and change what you think you know. Carbon-14 dating, for example, was mentioned. I remember when 
a lot of old things were re-dated re, uh, because they realized the carbon uh, breakdown was different than they assumed that it was. And they're willing to make those changes. History and facts is exactly the same way. If we don't know where we came from, then we won't know where we're going. And we have to go look back at the past and we have to continually revise the histories that we have so that we understand better where we are now. So I would say that both teams are kind of right on this, but I gotta say history is not a lie. It's, a, it's an attempt to, to justify at one point in time where we are, but we need to keep continually revise that judgment. So that's a lie then. <laughs> that's what it it's is. Not a, it's not a lie. Some of it is not true, but it's not. You a can't lie. be pregnant. Half pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. Have you seen anybody a half pregnant? I I've seen histories that are true and histories that are lies. So <laughs> are you are you gonna do a recount? Uh, you you want to go to a recount? <laughs> There's only <Yeah>. one judge. <laughs> There's only one judge. Decision is final. Thank you very much for your participation. You know what, though? That's the belief he entered into the debate with. No, no, no casket, casting of aspersions and telling historical lies about how this debate went. <laughs> Thank you all to all our debaters and especially to our viewers. Uh, be sure to join us next time when we will debate the resolution that plant-based meats should be banned. Okay. Goodbye, so then. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was good. Resolved. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe so you do not miss another episode. Thank you.